0: If you enjoy This Girl Loves Sleep, you may also like This Mom Loves. In every episode, host Kate Wynn, a teacher and longtime blogger, recommends her favorite things, shares lifestyle tips and tricks, and interviews a special guest from TV personalities to authors to the prime minister's wife. This Mom Loves. Look for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the This Girl Loves Sleep Podcast, the show that will help your entire family bring back bedtime. Each episode, sleep expert Alana McGinn discusses your burning sleep questions and provides you with tangible sleep tips and tricks to help you create your own sleep plan for your family. Whether it's how to extend your baby's naps, end bedtime battles with your toddler, or help you sleep better at night, this podcast talks all things sleep, to help you and your family get the sleep you deserve. With colleagues, friends, and other wellness experts, Alana discusses all lifestyle topics that you want more information on. Are you ready to bring back bedtime? Here's your host, sleep educator, mom of three, and pulp culture fanatic, Alana McGinn. I'm Melana McGinn, founder of GoodnightSleepSite.com, a website offering sleep support and resources for you and your family. Our global team of certified sleep consultants can work one-on-one with you to help your family members sleep better. From babies to teens and adults as well, we can help you put the right sleep plan together to help your child or yourself sleep better. Remember the sleep plan is only part of the process. The ongoing support you will receive from your goodnight consultant is what will help you stay consistent accountable, and sleep educated to make sure you are successful in your overall family sleep goals. Our goal is to help you become your own family's sleep expert, and we take pride in our education and above and beyond support we offer to all families who sign up with us. You can head over to goodnightsleepsight.com to find out how you can work with a Goodnight Sleep Site consultant who can help you with each step along the way to creating your family sleep plan. guys, you don't have to be sleep deprived just because you have a baby. If you think you're destined to months of no sleep after having a baby, think again. I am going to be your guide in teaching your baby how to become a champion sleeper with the same compassionate and practical wisdom I've used to help thousands of families get better sleep. You are the expert at your baby's sleep. No, really, you are, and I'm going to teach you how to use your knowledge about your baby to create a personalized sleep plan grounded in the science of sleep. I want to introduce you to my first book in the This Girl Loves Sleep series titled, This baby loves sleep. In This Baby Loves Sleep, I debunk the myths about baby sleep that may be keeping your little one from getting the rest he or she needs. I use the newborn weeks as the foundation for building good sleep habits. I apply my four good night sleep tools as the basis for your baby's sleep plan. And I help your baby fall asleep on his or her own throughout the night without your assistance. And we prioritize maternal and paternal mental health during your baby's infancy. This is the baby sleep book that every tired parent needs to own. You won't be skipping any chapters with this one. I made it my mission to create an easy-to-read, easy to apply and plan sleep book that gets to the heart of what's going on with your baby's sleep quickly and insightfully so that you can start applying these practical, science-based baby sleep steps that have helped thousands of our families as early as tonight. So what's inside this baby loves sleep? You're going to learn newborn know-how. You will learn to recognize the connection between your newborn's brain development and sleep. I write about sleep environment, understand the important role that sleep environment plays in your baby's sleep. We're going to talk about schedules, guys. It's the question we get asked so often from our families. So you are going to learn the biologically appropriate times your baby should be awake and asleep based on age and development. The approach, you will be able to find the sleep training method that works best for you and your baby. And guys, who's ready for longer naps? you will be able to unlock the secrets of restful and longer, and I mean it guys, longer naps. You're going to get all the answers to your most common baby sleep dilemmas. I wrote this book with you in mind because I remember what it was like to be exhausted and needing information safe practical, research-based information that I could apply to my baby sleep plan stat. This Baby Loves Sleep is the baby sleep book that will help your baby learn the important skill of independent sleep, helping your family get the sleep they need. You can find a link to purchase this baby love sleep over at goodnightsleepsite.com, and it's available to download now. That's right, you can start reading it within seconds, and your baby can start sleeping soundly before you know it. If you're listening to this episode, you've likely asked yourself this question, why is my perfect sleeper all of a sudden waking up and not going back to sleep? Does that sound familiar? Well, regressions are unavoidable for our babies. Things like teething, illness, travel, even developmental milestones, unfortunately, can disrupt sleep. It's easy to go to the get through the night mode, right? And suddenly what you normally practice goes out the window, but these phases pass and sometimes the new and not so fun habits that maybe you've been pulling at to get through this phase, stick around. In this episode, we are going to be breaking down some of the common reasons why your baby likely is going through a bit of a sleep regression, and we are going to start with probably one of the most common, and that is teething. Now, I need to make sure that you all understand teething doesn't disrupt sleep as much as we think it does. Okay, now, teething can be the go-to excuse that we tend to use because it's really the only other explanation, right? Even knowing what I know and doing what I do with my kids, I think I even threw in that teething excuse every now and then. So I totally get it. But chances are we need to take a look and see if the basic sleep fundamentals are being practiced. And this is what may need to be addressed instead. I'm not saying teething doesn't cause some discomfort, okay? If your child is teething and uncomfortable, you can give them a little bit of pain reliever before they go to bed. Um, What I would always do is I would dampen a little small washcloth. I would roll it up and stick it into the freezer. And then once it was frozen, I'd have my baby chew on that. um, And it really provided great soothing relief for them. So if you have to provide some middle-of-the-night comfort, make sure... Once the teething stops, you get right back to normal, okay? So your positive sleep routine stays intact, and any kind of habits that perhaps you picked up while your child was teething doesn't stick around. Illness. Let's talk about when your child gets sick, okay? Here's the thing, guys. The one time where I really say rules are out the window and you have to do whatever you have to do to help your child sleep comfortably and feel well throughout the night is if your child is really sick. And I'm talking extremely congested, fever- you know, just downright not feeling well, this is the time when you do what you gotta do to get him or her throughout the night. Okay. Even if it means extra cuddles, sleeping in your arms, some extra nursing sessions, go for it. Okay. I would I did it with my own kids when they were young. The key is that as soon as your child starts feeling better, it's right back to your usual routine and soothing method. Because this is when we tend to get past clients that come to us and say, you know, my child, you know, was a great sleeper. We did so well. Everything was going great. He got sick. And now we're right back to where we started from. And likely what happened is while the child was sick, the parents were doing whatever they had to do to get the child throughout the night, which is completely understandable. But then once the child starts feeling better, it continued, right? And it's that slippery slope. So if you don't get right back on track, suddenly you can be stuck in the sleepless cycle and you're wondering, how do we get back here, right? A big one, guys, something that we see with all ages, especially that zero to 12 months of age are developmental milestones. Because here's the thing, every child's gonna go through them. We want them to go through them. This is when they're learning new skills and they're growing and they're developing and it's all good, positive things. And I I almost hate it. It's not fair that we call these milestone regressions because this is an amazing time for our little ones. They are learning these fantastic new skills like flipping over and crawling and talking and walking. But unfortunately, the skill of staying asleep may be put on the back burner while they are busy practicing and thinking of all these new skills, right? And parents need to understand that now is not the time to start changing things up at night. Your child doesn't need at this time to be rocked to sleep or nursed to sleep if that isn't the norm because naps are suddenly disrupted or night wakings are suddenly appearing, okay? What your child just needs is time to figure out this new and amazing development, right? Whatever it may be. And it may last a week or two, but I promise you sleep will become the priority again. Okay? So stay the course during a developmental milestone. Don't let this temporary sleep struggle become that permanent problem. All right? Um let's look at some of the common timelines of regressions, okay? So if you've googled anything, you have heard of the 4 month Sleep regression. And I promise to do a solo episode on each regression, but right now I'm just going to give you the Coles notes on each one. Okay. So, with the four month sleep regression, at this age, babies become more like adults. So, what do I mean by that? We all sleep in cycles of light and deep sleep. When we as adults partially wake up between cycles, we may toss and we may turn a bit, adjust our pillow. And then we return back to sleep, right? When babies are in the state of partial arousal, so doing these things, they sometimes need the environment in which they fell asleep to be recreated. What I mean by this is, if they are needing to be rocked to sleep or nursed to sleep, so if you're rocking them before their nap or at bedtime, if you are feeding them before their bedtime, this is how they're falling asleep, or they need that pacifier, bouncing on a ball, like whatever you do, that is what they are going to need when they wake up at, say, midnight or two o'clock in the morning, right? It's at this point, and if you feel that you are ready, that babies can be encouraged to fall asleep on their own, in their own sleep environment, so that when they do wake up in the same environment, they will feel safe and secure and have that independent skill, sleep skill, of falling back to sleep, back into that next cycle of sleep without so much fuss. So I will be doing a solo episode on this regression, but that could be what's going on during that four month sleep regression. All right. Our next regression is that eight to 10 month sleep regression and sleep disruptions can vary during these months. Um, and it could be due to a few reasons, right? Many developmental milestones are being practiced and mastered during this time. So things like crawling, right? Pulling up, cruising, even walking as early as that. Connections are being made through cognitive development and language comprehension. Now, would you be, able to sleep with all these things going on. So when your child is practicing and thinking about these new skills, whether you can physically see them doing it or not, this is what could be keeping them up later at night and making it harder for them to cycle into that next sleep phase or cutting their nap super short all of a sudden, okay? The good news is, guys, is that this phase is passes, and like I said, sleep becomes that priority again. During this time, babies can also be transitioning from the three naps too, right? Anytime there is a transition of sleep, we have to be prepared that your day-to-day routine may possibly go a little off kilter until your little one adapts. So making bedtime slightly earlier during this transition can definitely help in making an easy and less affected adjustment, okay? So bumping up that bedtime is a great way to get them down if they lost some sleep during the day because you are in the midst of dropping that third nap. Um, it may make bedtime a little bit easier. So our next uh, timeline in our regressions is the 12-month regression. And this is a very common one that we get a lot of past clients contacting us about. While it can be very unspoken, right, you don't really hear a lot about the 12-month sleep regression, Um, at this age, your little one could be skipping naps, right, or having shorter ones. It's at this age where we start seeing those nap strikes happening. At 11 to 12 months, babies start cruising, and walking. They have an increased amount of energy day to day. We all know how we feel after a really good workout, right? And this can tire out these little guys a lot more. And the overtired zone is reached a lot quicker than usual. So sleep at this stage needs to be encouraged consistently. Nap times and early bedtimes really need to be protected. I am going to repeat this. This is not an age where your child is likely ready to go from two to one naps, okay? Um, Like I said, this is the, the timeline, this is the age where nap strikes are happening because of what I just spoke about. That does not mean that your child is ready to go from two to one naps. Try and hold out and still encourage nap times as best you can because you're not quite there yet on those nap transitions, all right? Okay. And our last timeline of sleep regressions, we are going to talk about the ever so popular 18 month sleep regression. And this can be one of the most difficult times, mainly due to the fact that this is the first regression when some disciplining and limit setting may need to be done, right? So before... A lot of what we were seeing in the regressions was things due to perhaps some teething, perhaps some illness, perhaps some developmental milestones. But once we start getting into toddlerhood, some of those reasons may still apply, But now we're likely also getting into some behavioral issues as well, which tends to make things a little trickier, right? So again, guys, I'm going to do separate episodes on each regression, so not to worry. At this age, though, this is where your child is gaining some independence, right? This new world of eating yogurt by themselves with a spoon or repeatedly taking off their shirt and trying to put it back on. This is really exciting for them, as it should be, right? So even though they may need their nap and go to bed early still, they may not want to. And they're going to let you know that, right? So your now more willful child would much rather stay awake and play and hang out with you and explore than take a nap. So it's up to you to keep your routine as best as possible, consistent as best as possible, and wait it out, and keep control over routine, and sleep patterns, okay? Don't give the control to them, you gotta keep that control, okay? So if you have been struggling with sleep issues for a while, chances are it's because you need to implement a little bit of sleep training and it's not necessarily due to regressions, okay? But all types of regressions will occur to even the best sleepers. So don't worry you guys, stay consistent with the norm And I promise you that good sleep will come back. Thank you so much for joining me. And remember, guys, don't go anywhere because coming up, I'm opening up my sleep clinic and answering two of your sleep questions. Until next time, I wish everyone sweet dreams and a good night. All right, guys, it's time to open up my sleep clinic where I'm able to answer your sleep questions that you've submitted to me through Instagram and Twitter. And if you want your sleep question possibly answered on an upcoming episode, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at GNSleepSite and you can message me your sleep questions there. So the first sleep question I have is at M. Villy. um, And this was all, uh, these questions were all submitted through Instagram. Um, And she asked, what are the typical ages we will see a regression? So take a listen to the episode. I did go through some of the main um, ages and timelines of the regressions. I would say the most common timeline and ages for sleep regressions would be the four-month sleep regression and likely the 18-month sleep regression. Now, the one that I said, remember when I said the 12 month is a little unspoken, and you don't find that much information on it. We do start seeing at around that 12 to 13 month mark some nap strikes happening, but all the information is on the episode. But I would say probably those are the most common um, ages where you likely will see some sleep regressions. But in all honesty, sleep regressions can happen at any age at all. Okay. Um, the next question is from at Sally Medaya. I hope I'm saying that right. And again, this is from uh, Instagram. And she says, she asks, how do we support our 18-month-old through his sleepless nights? And he was a great sleeper before. So at 18 months, there could be a few things that are going on. Like I said, this is when they're trying to start gaining some of that independence. And it's really important that we really set those boundaries and set those limitations. So keep with that consistent bedtime. You're probably still looking at an earlier bedtime, anywhere between, I would say, 6.30 and 7, um, depending on how uh, he is napping throughout the day. Another thing that could be going on at that age, if you're starting to suddenly see some night wakings happening, is this is the age where we do go from the two to one nap. So that can happen anywhere between 15 to 18 months of age. Even if you're listening to this, and you know your child uh, dropped their morning nap, say at 15 months, and now you're suddenly seeing things pop up, or you know 15, 16 months, and now you're suddenly seeing um, some sleep issues happening, at, say 18 months. It can take time. For sleep issues to pop up when we go through a nap transition, if we haven't put the proper steps in place. So, what I mean by that is if your child is going through a nap transition for that two to one nap, really focus on that earlier bedtime. Because whenever we are getting rid of sleep, so when we're dropping a nap, whether it's going from the three to two or the two to one, and then eventually the one to none we're not necessarily getting rid of the amount of sleep that they get throughout the day because that tends to stay for a while, um, the same amount, but we are kind of redistributing that sleep. So for instance, when we're going from the two to one, we are now extending that afternoon nap to maybe two and a half to three hours even, and we're definitely moving bedtime up. So if you have recently made a nap transition for your child, whether it be very recently or whether it be a month or two ago, and you, uh, your child is going to bed perhaps too late, or their afternoon nap hasn't been that great and isn't that consolidated. You might want to work on those areas. So something as simple as moving up bedtime, making it a bit earlier, and really working on making sure uh, his afternoon nap is as consolidated as possible. That in itself could help some of those night waking. So it might not even be due to a regression. It could be just because of a sleep transition or nap transition that you might be going through. So. I hope that information helps. Thank you so much for your questions, you guys. I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, guys. And be sure to check back for more episodes helping your family bring back bedtime. And to make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, basically wherever you get your podcasts. And download our free sleep resources at goodnightsleepsite.com slash podcast. And if you like what you hear, guys, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. That helps the This Girl Loves Sleep podcast reach even more families like yours who deserve better sleep.